0: And welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. I'm Raven and I'm here with Andrew, one of our pastors at Providence Church. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples that live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing discipline from the Lord. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode talking about discipline today wow so fun i know and i had such a good morning too and so i'm like i <laughs> oh hope this gosh. stays upbeat
1: <laughs> i'm sure it will why'd you have a good morning
0: i uh, actually woke up really early and made enchiladas oh
1: I know. do you usually cook in the morning
0: no i only do it sometimes i had some meat that was going bad and also kellen and i needed something for lunch so i was like oh i'll make this really really quick We put a ton of cheese on it, too. He just has changed me into a cheese lover.
1: Wow. Wait, you didn't used to eat dairy or just
0: cheese? My mom would always say, milk is for cows, not for humans. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we just didn't drink milk or eat a lot of cheese growing up. Did you guys?
1: I never really drank milk. Actually, even as a kid, I never drank milk. But we do like cheese and other dairy stuff. Yeah. Like milk in stuff, but just not like, I never really had like a glass of milk with meals and stuff.
0: Yeah, Kellen grew up drinking a full glass of milk with every single meal.
1: I think Bailey did too. Really? But yeah.
0: Does she still?
1: No, she doesn't anymore. But that's primarily because I just don't buy it ever. And so we don't. We actually really don't do dairy milk anymore. So we do like almond milk usually. And I don't feel like that's as good just what? drinking plain. Oh,
0: I think it's Just great. drinking plain? It's kind of salty tasting. Would you like a, do
1: you have like a <laughs> cup of almond milk?
0: Uh, yes, with pancakes. Wow. Because I feel like with pancakes, you have to have some sort of milk or like something
1: do you do oat milk ever
0: no i feel like oat milk is a little bit more expensive and it just goes bad faster doesn't it do you
1: well i would make like smoothies in the morning and i'd put oat milk in it and for some reason the taste of it i just didn't like but i do drink coffee Mm -hmm. with oat milk in it yeah so like if i get a latte or something at wherever a coffee shop i'll do oat milk now instead of why'd you change
0: because didn't you used to do regular milk
1: yeah Bailey tried to not do dairy anymore. She thought maybe it was bothering her in a few different ways. And so we just kind of stopped doing it. So we bought almond milk and then, yeah, we just started not drinking dairy. And so I just kind of gave up on it. I'll still do it sometimes, but not a lot.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that's, Easy to avoid now. You can go out to restaurants or people make dairy free cookies and things like that. That's true. Yeah. So I feel like it's really easy to be disciplined in avoiding milk.
1: (laughs) Wow. Look at that transition. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you guys, today we are talking about discipline, not that kind of discipline, but (laughs) discipline from the Lord. So throughout the summer, our church goes through the Psalms. And if you want to learn more about that, you can check out episode 99. But this past summer, a lot of our psalms had the repeated theme of the psalmist suffering because of his own sin. This prompted the question of how do we know if we are suffering because of natural consequences or because of the Lord's Mm -hmm. discipline? And a woman in our congregation had asked this and we thought, that's a great question. We'll make it into a podcast episode.
1: So the main question there is when you are suffering or something bad is happening in your life, can you tell if it's just like. Just this is just we're in a broken world is the consequences of that or this is the Lord in some ways like punishing me or disciplining me Mm -hmm. because of my sin. That's the question.
0: Yes. Yeah. And this question actually came the exact same day that my husband and I were talking about this topic. So our air conditioning unit had gone out. Providence. I know. Uh Amazing. Our air conditioning had gone out and I immediately it was like, is God punishing us? Is he disciplining us? And Kellen was like, what are you talking about? And so that ensued our conversation that we didn't really have answers to. So I'm excited for us to talk about this today.
1: Well, you didn't have any answers?
0: No. I mean, or What was your guys'
1: points? Like, why, why did you think it was? And why did he think it was not the Lord's discipline?
0: I have the belief that if anything really goes wrong in my life or in the world, or we have a big financial expenditure, It's probably because either God's disciplining me or trying to have me learn something. And I feel like that's kind of been what I've seen throughout my life. Whereas for Kellen, he's like, no, this is just the world and living in a broken, fallen world and things go wrong. But I don't think God's trying to teach us every single time. And I would agree, but I would say more times than not, God is trying to teach us Mm. something.
1: So how would you define discipline? So if we're talking about bad things happening, Mm. and is that the discipline of the Lord? What do we mean when we're saying discipline?
0: A lot of times I tend to think of discipline as God's punishment or correction for something that I've done wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, I think most often when we say discipline, we mean some sort of punishment or like correction when you do something wrong, right? Uh, I love uh, David Peterson wrote: We tend to think of discipline mainly in terms of chastisement or correction, but Scripture shows that in its widest sense, discipline involves positive encouragement and training, mm. which I thought was interesting. Actually, so I looked up the word in the New Testament that is translated, uh, which we'll get into this passage in Hebrews, but that word that's translated discipline, it really just broadly means instruction, training, or like a a development essentially. Mm. So to be Under God's discipline doesn't just mean that happens when you do something wrong. Like every moment of our life, we're under God's discipline in the sense that he is always training us and helping us walk with him. And so Mm -hmm. I do think that's an important maybe distinction to say that discipline isn't always negative or the correction, although that's a part of it. And I think that's probably what we think of most and maybe what this question is specifically getting to is like the Mm -hmm. negative corrective aspect of discipline.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think when we think of God's discipline as positive and sometimes the result of our negative actions, it gives you more of a well-rounded picture of a parent who sometimes will correct a child because of his or her poor actions or also for his or her own good. And Mm -hmm. so it gives you more of a loving picture of God when you think of discipline that way.
1: Because I would say if you use that broad definition, so yeah, think of like as a parent. So I have a three-year-old son. He's always under my discipline. Like Mm -hmm. he's always under my care and I'm always like trying to train and, and lead him. Now, sometimes when he does something well, I will positively encourage him or play that up so that he... Um, so he continues to do it because what, you know, you celebrate gets repeated. And so we encourage and we, you know, point out the good things that he does so that he keeps doing that. Obviously also there's the moments where he acts out and he disobeys and there Mm -hmm. has to be like negative discipline, but all of that stuff is under the, my discipline of him as his parent. And so I think that, yeah, the same thing with God, we are always under God's discipline and he that doesn't mean that he is always punishing us or always angry at us or always looking to get angry at us. I think that's the opposite of what, you know, God is a good father is. He's always looking to help us walk in holiness, to love him more, to Mm -hmm. love people more, to know him more. And so a lot of times there's really positive aspects of that. And sometimes there is negative aspects.
0: Right. And you had mentioned a passage in Hebrews. Do you mind reading that?
1: Yeah. So this is Hebrews 12. Uh, I'll read verses five through 11. It says, and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? And now this is a quote from Proverbs. He says, my son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, Mm -hmm. nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Now this is back to the author of Hebrews saying, it is for discipline that you have to endure, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, mm-hmm. but later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it
0: that 's a really hopeful picture yeah. of suffering, really, yeah. and knowing that god 's discipline actually helps you know that you are his son or daughter because he cares for you
1: yeah i mean I love that i mean in the the quote from proverbs three He says, don't regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. Don't be weary when reproved by him because he disciplines the one he loves and he chastises Mm -hmm. every son whom he receives. So I love that he's basically saying, look, if you're being disciplined by the Lord, that means you're actually a child of God, which is, it's an odd thing. Because again, if you, if you primarily think discipline is when somebody's angry at you or when someone's punishing you, that could seem a little bit strange, but I love that he goes on to basically explain this out. But really the biblical picture is, I mean, once you're a child of God, you've been adopted in because you have faith in Jesus and now mm-hmm. you're a son or daughter of God, then it should be no surprise that he is a good father. You're going to be under the, his discipline and he's going to help lead you and train you into righteousness, which means when we're walking out of step, there may be some people painful consequences to that because right. he he wants what's best for you.
0: Yeah. And as I'm reading this, I keep having the question pop up in my mind of how do we know if that's discipline from God or just sinful effects of this world?
1: The one thing that we need to remember is that because God is sovereign, his his providential hand is behind all things. Mm. So in some sense, everything is by the hand of God, because He's sovereign over all things. So let's take your example. So, your air conditioner breaks down. Okay, well, is this directly because you should have been generous with money, you didn't give it, and so now God's telling you, well, you're <laughs> going to lose the money anyway? Right. Or is this an opportunity because it breaks down, you get to consider how you spend money, or you mm-hmm. like think through it, or whatever, and you have these conversations with your husband and or, or whatever. Either way, that's going to hopefully, if you do it well provide fruit, right? So you're not Mm going to just sit there and wallow in, you know, I'm so angry at God because he took our air conditioner. We have to spend money (laughs) or whatever, figuring out the exact, okay, is this from a broken world or from God? Well, all things are really from the Lord. Like he does guide us. His providence covers all things. So in some ways it is from the Lord. Mm. I don't know. I mean, we see different circumstances throughout the Bible where some things are directly attributed, like God is doing this thing. And sometimes it does say, this is just, we're in a broken world. Now, God's still sovereign over that broken world. So he allowed that thing to happen and he wants good fruit to come from it. Mm -hmm. So I guess all that to say, I'm not sure if it matters so much if we figure out, is this directly from the Lord and that he's doing this because I did something wrong Or is this just because I'm in a broken world? I think the better question is, okay, this is the reality of what's Mm -hmm. happening. Because of sin and brokenness, this is our reality. So what do we actually do moving forward to provide? I mean, this passage talks about the fruit of righteousness and holiness that we actually live out of. So I would maybe tend to think more forward than Mm -hmm. trying to go back and think, okay, what sins did I commit? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No, I think it's good because no matter what, the outcome's still the same. The Lord will be producing holiness through the event, whether it's the brokenness of this world or his discipline, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. So
1: either way, whether God directly is causing this because of something or because you're just in the broken world and God's working through it. Either Mm -hmm. way, God's goal is that you would walk in holiness and righteousness from it. And I think that is truly what it means to be under the discipline of the Lord, is that no matter what is going on and whoever is the direct cause of it, the goal is gonna be the same for God. That's that you Mm -hmm. walk in righteousness and produce the fruit of the spirit.
0: Right. One of the follow-up questions this woman had asked was, does God allow us to sin so that he can discipline us? But I feel like after this discussion that we just had, I'm thinking, well, it doesn't really matter if he allows us to sin or not, because the outcome is holiness. I think it's good to ask questions about God and why he does what he does. But I'm also wondering for this specific question, do we even need to know if he allows us to sin just so that he can discipline us?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. The, so a couple more passages come to mind as we're thinking through these things. One is the story of Job, right? And you mm-hmm. get kind of this picture of God essentially causing and allowing this suffering to come to Job. And at the end of the book, you read the whole thing. It provides a lot of fruit in Job's life. And he actually goes through this horrible set of circumstances where he loses all of his wealth, his family, all of this. Right. But it provides this like unique communion with the Lord at the Mm -hmm. end. And he has all this fruit that comes from his life. And that was a direct cause from God that he was doing this stuff. And it's a really weird interplay because he's doing this through Satan to Job to have suffering. So it's just a strange situation. But God is the one the whole time who's in control of this. Mm -hmm. Then you have the story in the Gospels where Jesus and his disciples see this man who I think is – I in a, blind it, or bl- lane yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, So he has some sort of, yeah, maybe blind, I think. And the disciples ask him, they're like, well, who sinned, right? Whose who sin actually caused this? And Jesus says, well, it's nobody's sin. It's not his or his parents. This is just, we're in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. And so this might happen. And so what that helps me see is, oh yeah, I think the cause of some of these things aren't as important to us to needing to figure that out as to the result of, are we actually walking in that? So trying to get to, right. okay, so is God causing me to sin or allowing me to sin? And asking mm. those questions, I think can be good. And, and sometimes there might be an answer. Um, but I think there's also, we have to have the open hand of hearing Jesus say, well, this really isn't about sin. Like this, nobody caused that. Right. And so to me, because we have all these different stories that show both, I don't know how we could for sure know in a situation. I think sometimes you may, you know, if if you, do you have an example?
0: Well, when I was thinking through this, I kind of thought of your kidney disease. I know that's hitting close to home, but I was thinking.
1: (laughs) Is that my sin or my parents' sin? No, because I
0: had asked you in the beginning, like, why do you think you're going through this? What's going on? And you're like, I don't think I've sinned. Like I've asked God and he searched my heart. And I don't think that's the reason. I mean, everyone sins, but it's not some colossal thing. <laughs> yeah, I do think I'm a sinner. Right. But when you had said that, I thought, okay, well, then why is he suffering? And you've talked about how God hopefully is using this for his glory. And so I feel like that's a really good example of it's not due to some colossal sin that you've committed. It's just God's allowing this to happen. And maybe it's because of the brokenness of the world, but he'll use it for his glory. And he is using it, just yeah. showing people how to suffer well, how to depend on him, and also teaching you and your family things in the process.
1: I think that's a good example. And I do think that, I think it's easy in those times. So maybe, and I don't know exactly where the person who asked this question is or anybody listening, if you feel like you're in the middle of suffering, I know it's easy to want to find the answer of like, why is this happening? What exactly caused this, whatever. And even I did that. Like I wrestled through for a while, kind of what you said, like, wait, have I been really disobedient? Like, is God like angry at me? Like is, you know, even, and maybe this is the case for some people listening and you're suffering. Like, you know, we went to the doctor right away and they literally told us like, this is just really bad luck. Like this mm-hmm. stuff happened to you. Cause they didn't really have answers for why this right. happened. And so, you know, I'm wrestling through that with the Lord and I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't, you know, believe this is just bad luck. Like it just happened. Right. So, you know, God, did you cause this for some reason? Did I bring this on? Whatever. And I think I did have to get to the place where it's like, well, I, I didn't he didn't reveal anything to me. And if you're in that space, I don't mm. think those are bad questions to ask, because he might. He literally might reveal to you something that you can see as the answer. But in my experience, at least, both personally and pastorally, I feel like th- that's the exception. I think most times we just don't know, and mm. and I think that's okay because I think if we are under the discipline of the Lord, that means that whatever the cause or wh- whatever the reasons are that this happened, the goal is going to be the same. And I think right. we have to fight for that. And so if you are in a season of suffering, and whether it's you know a health thing, relational thing or your air conditioner goes out Mm -hmm. and you got to figure out, okay, how are we going to pay for this? Or, you know, something, I mean that stuff is all to some extent, a level of suffering and like trials that happen again. I think we can get caught up thinking on the, why did this happen instead of, okay, what's the goal here? Let's prayerfully consider how do we actually walk through this and show the fruit of righteousness and holiness as Hebrews 12 talks about.
0: So, as a final question, if people find themselves in a time of suffering or turmoil and they believe that that is discipline from the Lord, how should they respond? What should be their first reaction? If it's not asking why, how should they respond? Or maybe it is asking why.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's bad to ask why because sometimes it may be your own sin that's causing it. Mm-hmm. So, that's not out of the question. I mean, we see that too, both biblically and experientially. If you have an addiction, and you're consistently feeding that addiction, and there's sinful consequences that are coming from that, or negative relational effects that are coming from that, to just say, well, I've got no idea why, and I'm just gonna try to move forward, that that's mm-hmm. actually probably not the healthiest. You actually need to deal with, oh, there's a direct cause to this. So sometimes there is. And so I think, yeah, actually stopping when you're in that season of, of suffering, you feel like, wait, am I being disciplined? actually ask the Lord, is there anything, you know, the Psalms talk about pleading with the Lord to search your heart. Cause there's a lot of stuff that we don't even know in yeah. our hearts. Now he may bring something out. I wouldn't sit there forever though, mm-hmm. is basically what I think I was trying to say is you can ask the Lord. If something comes, then great deal with that. Confess that to the Lord, to whoever you need to confess that to and try to repent, like turn from that. But let's say you're, you're there, you ask the question, why is there any reason this is happening? and you just don't know. So again, Mm -hmm. I know I go back to this, but let's say you and Kellen's situation, your air conditioner breaks down. You think, okay, wait, is there something like going on? You guys pray about it. No, we don't have anything specific. Okay, well then don't just sit there and wonder, but then actually begin to move forward in some level of like holiness and righteousness. But the other thing I would say probably, maybe even before that step, as you're asking why, I love that Hebrews 12 says, because we are being disciplined or because the Lord is working through our suffering or hardships, that means that you are a child of God, which in some ways, you, you mentioned it when we read this, that, that's a very hope-filled idea. And so even if you're suffering, don't look at God or if he's disciplining you in some way mm-hmm. that feels like correction or it feels hard. I mean, I love the passage. It says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to, in the moment, feel like this is painful. I mean, every time you discipline a child, they do not like it. Like you go put your child in time out, I mean, they're going to screw it, it. It gets them upset. But what you're doing is you're disciplining them in the long run so that they don't keep acting out in the same way, which is not going to be for their good in the long term. So in the short term, it can feel painful. And I think that's where we can sometimes get angry at God or we start asking why we don't know why, it feels painful and so we just get mad at God. I would say to try as best you can to flip that a little bit and think, okay, even though this is painful in the moment, this means I'm a child of God. Like Mm -hmm. God Almighty is for me, he's with me and he's trying to do something good in me. So as long as I cling to him and actually walk through whatever this process is, whatever that looks like, and I think each situation is probably different, um, he's actually going to bring fruit from that. And so I think viewing God in that term as a father not just an angry, disciplined will help you provide the fruit of righteousness and and holiness that he talks about.
0: Thank you for joining us today. The goal of the Christian Formation podcast is to form disciples that live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. If you want to find out more about us, check us out at providenceomaha.org. If you have podcast topics, comments, or questions, please email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. We'll see you next week.